All right, good morning, good morning, River City family. Good morning. It's good to see you guys all on this cozy, kind of rainy day. Good morning to everyone who's watching. We are so honored and blessed that you are joining us this morning. If you're new or it's your very first time, we would love to be able to love you well. So if you want to drop your name in the comment section, we can do that. So today is Celebration Sunday, and our psalm talks all about the goodness of God and how, and how he created man and his complexity and his goodness only further reflects the brilliance of God. And so this morning, if you would with me, stand as we read the lectionary passage. If you want to close your eyes and let the words float over you and begin to posture your heart, in the spirit of anticipation of what God's going to do this morning, we'll begin. So Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name throughout the earth. You made your glory higher than heaven. And from the mouth of nursing babies, you have laid a strong foundation because of your foes in order to stop vengeful enemies. When we look up at your sky, at what your fingers made, the moon and the stars that you have set firmly in place, what are human beings that you think about them? What are human beings that you pay attention to them? You have made them only slightly less than the divine, crowning them with glory and grandeur. You've let them rule over your handiwork putting everything under their feet, all sheep, all cattle, and the wild animals too. The birds in the sky and the fish in the ocean, everything that travels the pathways of the sea, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name throughout the earth. And so, Father God, this morning, we just echo the words of David, the psalmist. How majestic you are. God, this morning, we just begin to retrace how faithful you've been this week. How you've carried us from Monday to Tuesday to Friday how we have air in our lungs and a place to freely worship, how we have your attention and your ear. God, this morning we just start off in a posture of gratitude. How majestic are you? And how much do you love us that you consider us? God, this morning we just pray that all distractions and defenses are lowered. We want to have an encounter with you. Your people want to have an encounter with you, God. And so I pray for those who came in this morning heavy-hearted, who had a week that they didn't think they would get through. Lord, may they send your invitation to lay everything at your feet this morning. May we lean into the truth that you are a good God and that you are moving even now. 
that we can rest in your presence because you are always working for our good, God. I thank you for these people here today. Bless them, God. Meet them where they are. Be their joy for those in seasons of sadness. Be their clarity for those in seasons of doubt. Be extra fun and laughter for those who came with joyful hearts, God. As you always are, be all things to all people. And God, we love you and we worship you and we invite your presence. And in your name we pray, amen. If you guys would stand with me for prayers of the people. Just close your eyes for a moment. So, Father, in submission, as your people, we just openly admit that we need you. Even the best of us, the most creative of us, the smartest of us, the most educated of us, we just were unable without you. So we come humbly and we submit. And in a posture of humility, we say, without you, it is impossible. And I just want to speak over you that a people that worship God, that love to worship God, are a people that see the world the way that God sees it, are a people that pursue those in lowly places and brokenness, that don't just leave their worship in rooms with people, but live their worship in the way that we see our neighbors, in the way we pray for those who need help and the way that we submit and humbly say we confess. This is a worship, a worshiping Christian God. And I just thank you that we have the ability to say to the whole world, without you, we're unable. So forgive us for coming in ways that dominate. Forgive us for coming in ways that elevates man above you. Forgive us for all that we've done and all that we've added. Open us up to what you're doing in our world today, in this moment. We thank you that we get to be together. So good. So good to be with people and to worship you, Jesus. I feel alive in this setting, so. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Sorry to cut meet and greet short. Hopefully we'll be timely enough that on the back end there can be a continuation of meet and greet because um, it's one of my favorite things. Also, shout out to Katie Sullivan who's signing up for Love Smyrna right now. Um, she also happens to be in my ETS group, so star for us. Um, okay, so I'm going to... Mm, we're going to read the spiritual formation pot 
prayer, and then I am going to pray, and then we're going to get started. So if you are near, new here, or if you're still like, what are pots? Why do we keep saying pot, which is a weird word to say in general? Um, so pot stands for prayers of the season, and we kind of saw the awkwardness of it, and we just like went with it anyway, and so now we've had pots for many years um, around our church. So we're going to read, we have six of them, this is the first week that we're preaching through them, and so I'm going to be preaching on spiritual formation, and this is the prayer that between your feedback and staff and wise counsel, we all threw, uh, did listening prayer, and we all threw kind of our comments and what we thought was happening and what we thought the Spirit was leading us towards, we all threw our uh, comments in a basket, so to speak. We went through them, and this is what has surfaced for spiritual formation. And so our prayer for this season specific to spiritual formation is this. Lord, we pray that our willingness to participate fosters a renewed enjoyment of the process of spiritual formation and a desire to abide in Christ in all areas. We pray that we would develop deep spiritual roots in the heart of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for all parts of our church family. We pray that we would see the tangible richness of knowing and being part of a deep and growing spiritual community. And so you hopefully will become familiar with that prayer over this season and that it will begin to take root within your own hearts, in your own lives, in your own individual community. And so I get the honor um, of speaking to that a little bit more clearly today. If you will pray with me, we'll get started. God, I thank you that you have so clearly put this on the heart to the people in our community. I thank you that we have the honor and the privilege of partnering with you. I thank you that it gets to be unforced, that it isn't something that we control, it isn't something that we earn but it is merely a gift of being one of your children. And I pray this morning that there would be a renewed sense of spiritual formation specific to each of us in this community. And so we just invite you in your fullness to show up. We don't want to miss a thing of what your spirit is saying today. And so would you allow our ears to be more sensitive to your voice, allow our eyes to be more aware of how you show up this morning. Open our hearts to receive all that you have for us. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So spiritual formation, I feel like there's a couple different camps that we could land on when you hear spiritual formation. You may have grown up um, in church where spiritual formation and spiritual disciplines were part of kind of ingrained in your church experience. You didn't know a walk with Jesus separate from spiritual disciplines. And so this is very familiar language to you, maybe has positive or negative connotations. For some of us, this past, uh, as I say, this past year, 
It's not 2020 anymore. Kind of feels like it sometimes, though. <laughs> um, starting through in 2020, we spent most of 2020 and into 2021 talking about spiritual formation. We walked through Ephesians together. We started hearing about this idea of ETS or equipping the saints, stepping into spiritual formation groups. And so this is now fairly common language at River City over the past year and a half. And even if you're not necessarily part of River City, there are other, that's just, it's kind of becoming a, a, like a click word in the church. Not a bad thing, but it's there. If you look around, if you start looking at the books that are being written, right, you're going to become familiar and see this theme of spiritual formation. And so two things can happen with that. One thing we can say, okay, we can pay attention that maybe there's something that the Spirit is leading us towards. He's highlighting it for a reason for the people in the church So let's pay attention to that. What can also happen is that we hear it so much that it loses um, almost like the emphasis of it. It becomes like the color of paint on a wall. You almost forget, you see it all the time, but you don't actually know the color in your house or in this room. And so when I um, was praying through spiritual formation, one of the things that I felt like the Lord wanted to do was to remind us the very basics of what spiritual formation is and what spiritual formation is not. See, I think we are constantly in danger of allowing truths of culture to begin to kind of wind their way into language that we use in the church. And so spiritual formation What's potentially dangerous about that is that there is similar practices and language that you will find in the very common movement of self-help. Those, those are not seemingly that far apart from each other. We talk about meditating on the word and the culture is talking about meditation, right? So there's the same word practiced with, with God and without God. This idea of self-help, right, has these self-empowering, which in and of itself is not bad, but what, what could be harmful in the context of spiritual formation is that we are actually not in control of our spiritual formation. We have a responsibility to make ourselves available to the formation of the spirit, but we are not in control of the ways and the pace in which the spirit moves. And that is very hard for us. Because self-help tells us that you are in control of your life and your own success and you will get yourself where you want to be. But spiritual formation says, here's the how and the way, but the who, the actually the one doing the formation is the spirit. And so we have to be okay with being both passive and active within our own spiritual formation. Active in the way of that we're creating space and using the spiritual disciplines that have been around for a century, but then passive in letting the spirit do the work at the way in the which he wants to do it. And it is hard. Even when you're in it. And so... We're going to start with what is formation and why. What is, what is the what and the why? And so if you'll pull up um, Second Peter for me. Thank you. 
2 Peter 1, 3-7 says it this way. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of the sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. So Peter is saying it this way, God's invitation to become a participant in the divine nature, that is what spiritual formation is. It is an invitation. And so the way that we have to choose to be active in that is that we respond and we say yes to the invitation. And then on the other side of that saying yes, the spirit works and moves. And it tells us, through Second Peter, tells us the character traits that we will have that we're like Jesus, which is goodness, knowledge, self-control, godliness, endurance, family affection, and love. Another way, a much more condensed way of saying this comes in 2 Corinthians. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled faces, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And so... In a much more condensed way, he's saying the same thing as Peter, that we are being made, transformed into being into the likeness of Jesus. They're saying the same thing. Peter writes it more explicitly, but they're saying the same thing. That is spiritual formation. That is our why. And it's a process. It's a transformation. If your spiritual formation is contained to your spirit life, it is not spiritual formation because spiritual formation in its truest sense will be transforming your life for the rest of your life. There is no bounds to the way in which the spirit will move. If he is transforming the most inner workings of your heart, your desires, the things in your gut, if the spirit has access to that to transform you, it is going to then transform your life and there is no end. We are always being made in the likeness of Jesus for the rest of our life. What's hard about this, if you'll pull up the spiritual practice, a uh, uh, snippet of the spiritual disciplines. Okay, so this is an example of spiritual disciplines. There's lots of them, but here's six of them. Silent, solitude, reading scripture, worship, fasting, Sabbath, and the list goes on. This is some of our how for spiritual formation. All of them are slow. All of them. And I have to wonder if part of the reason why the Spirit intentionally allows us to go at a slow pace with Jesus is because the goal is not for us to be spiritually formed. The goal is for us to be abiding in a relationship with Jesus. 
If it went fast, if we knew it was a thing we could attain, we would check off every single box and we would find ourselves done. And then we would be wondering, what about my relationship with Jesus? The very point of spiritual formation is that we would be abiding with Jesus and over time begin to look more and more like him. They are not separate things. They are actually very, very closely related. One cannot happen without the other. And so the goal is not that we end our life saying, I have been spiritually formed. And so even in our prayer for this community, it starts off with saying that we want to enjoy the process. It is not meant to be duty. It is not meant to be task. But it's once we have tasted the sweetness of Jesus that we would find ourselves enjoying that, that we would start to choose to take responsibility for our peace and be the keeper of our hearts in the sense that we choose disciplines that are hard, right? Sabbath is countercultural. It is hard, but that does not mean that there is not formation in that. Fasting is hard. Fasting is denying yourself something that your body is craving, that you're not getting what you want when you want it. It is a valuable practice because your physical body is what is containing your spiritual body. They are not separate, they are together. And so for us, when we have our pots prayer put up, our heart is that we would have spiritual formation that is an overflow of enjoying Jesus that is coming alongside and is deeply rooted in the abiding of being with Jesus. We never want to separate those. We never want to think that we can check off spiritual disciplines for the sake of being spiritually formed. My ETS, some of my ETS group is here and they can vouch for this. But just this week, I shared with my ETS group that I recognized this past week that I was in danger of finishing out my ETS group at the end of this year and not being at all transformed. I was reading the content and I was doing the homework and I had valuable things to say, but essentially what I was doing was I was doing homework. I was highlighting important things that stood out and I was engaging in a conversation and I had not been intentional with the relationship side of it and asked Jesus with me together, what does this look like for me to abide with you? I would not be worse off at the end of these four months, but I also would not be any more transformed because all I had done was checked the boxes of doing what I was supposed to do because I thought or I knew it would be good for me, but that doesn't mean that my heart was actually engaged. And so complacency and my relational part of my walk with Jesus was putting me at risk of ending these four months and going, that was really good. I learned a lot of content. And my heart looks exactly the same. And so there's this reminder for us in this invitation to say, 
first, when we talk about spiritual formation in this season, we don't just want a community that can check off and say, I do all 10 disciplines in my life every week really well. Our desire is that you have fallen in love with the person of Jesus and don't want to go out of step at any moment of your day without him. That you never want to go in front of him. That you never want to step to the side away from him. Because you so enjoy the person of Jesus that you want to be right next to him. And as a result of that, you Make the hard decision of silence and solitude, even when it's your physical body is screaming for movement and noise. It's out of an overflow of that, that you taste and see. It's so good that you keep tasting and seeing in its goodness. And there's a part of this that says, We pray that we would see the tangible richness of knowing and being part of a deep and growing spiritual community. So there is fruit. There's evidence when you have a community of people doing this authentically and together. If you'll pull up Luke, uh, or no, the Dallas Willard quote, sorry. Dallas Willard says this, He's a very bright man. Um, Sometimes we think of spiritual formation as formation by the Holy Spirit. Once again, that's essential. We can't evade it. Formation by the Holy Spirit. But now I have to say something that may be challenging for you to think about. Spiritual formation is not all by the Holy Spirit. None without the Holy Spirit, but there's always more involved. And here again, we run into the problems of passivity over against activity. Here lies the deepest challenge to the very idea of obedience to Christ in our times. We have to recognize that spiritual formation in us is something that is also done to us by those around us, by ourselves, and by activities with which we voluntarily undertake. So the evidence, the fruit, the richness of a growing community that we have developed within our own pots is the reality, as Sarah would say, years ago, we are always being formed by something. And so our spiritual formation is constantly being baited by things and people and society all the time to be formed by it instead of formed by the Spirit. Always. That's why it matters the practices we choose. That's why it matters that you come to church on a Sunday morning to be in a local community to hear the testimonies and the faith of other people because it is forming and informing your spiritual life. It's why it matters how much you're on social media and what you're listening to and following on social media because it's actually not just passive. Your brain may be passive, but your spirit is very much actively engaged in being formed by the things that we are looking at and the things that are around us. And not yet does it feel just as natural to choose the things of the kingdom. That's, that's like the big ultimate goal. That would be wonderful. I wish it was that easy for me all the time, but it's not. Instead, I have to be intentional. I have to choose intentional rhythms that set me apart 
or else I will end up looking like every other thing around me without even knowing it. There's this constant pull for our spiritual formation. And so in the context of our community, there is a gift in the people around you. When you are traveling with people around you on your faith journey, you are making an intentional choice for your heart and your spiritual life to be enriched and informed by the ways of Jesus and the people of Jesus. It is choosing discipleship in community instead of choosing discipleship by yourself. And that, that is our heart for our community. Over and over and over again. Even one day when this isn't a pot, <laughs> because the Lord has highlighted something else, our heart would still be that as a community, we are saying yes together with Jesus for our hearts and our lives to be formed deeply and richly through abiding in Jesus. There is nothing that can happen without the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit uses the people around us. He speaks through scripture for sure, and he even speaks and uses silence and solitude, but one of the biggest ways that Jesus talks to me is through other people that know and hear him. And so our spiritual journeys then travel together. And so that doesn't have to look like ETS, and that is something that, yes, I don't know the percentage. I know numbers. I know like 80 people have sit, are doing ETS right now, but it's not specific to ETS. That's just a thing that we're doing that we're excited about and that God has said yes to for a group of people in the right now. But this is so much bigger. Spiritual formation happens and can happen at a coffee shop in your room by yourself. Spiritual formation happens when you choose to show up on a Sunday morning and worship in spite of you not wanting to worship. Spiritual formation happens when you choose to not put a podcast or music or radio on in the car and you choose to just be with yourself in the car and maybe even invite the Lord to sit with you in the car. Spiritual formation also happens when you choose to continue to have people around you that are maybe really unhealthy for you and you don't choose to separate yourself from them if you can. But if they're just, if they're people that pull you and tempt you in really sneaky ways that pull at your insecurities, maybe poke or encourage your insecurities, and you don't make, have disciplines or you can't separate yourself from them, there's a formation in our hearts that are still happening. And so our invitation to our community in this season is not just ETS. It is so much bigger than that. It is choosing to take responsibility for the yes of wanting to be available to the Spirit. It's interesting. <laughs> um, it's, it's an invitation 
to say yes to saying, okay, Spirit, I want to walk with you at whatever pace you want to take me. Whatever pace you want to take me. And if that's slower than slower than slower than slow, painfully slow, that probably means that you're on the right track. Because Jesus moved really, really slow, really slow. And he felt really okay with that because he was so connected and abiding with Jesus. And he works so slow that he's willing and actually desiring to get at the fears and the insecurities of why you hate going slow. He's, he would love to talk with you and wrestle through the realities that we don't necessarily like ourselves in the middle of slow and quiet. And in that process of going so slow and letting him control the narrative and letting him control the pace, you will realize more and more that Jesus is just so sweet and so kind and so gentle. Not meeting you with shame and condemnation, but moving you towards the image of Jesus in the sweetest of ways. That for me is how I interpret our prayer for this season, but really beyond this season. It is something that I am still, as I shared, learning about. I have been actively walking with Jesus for 25 years, and I have loved him. It has not been hard, or it has not been easy. There have been lots of moments that have been hard. But I am still very much learning how to move at a different pace. And I am still learning how for my relationship with Jesus to be birthed out of enjoyment and abiding and not based off checklists and schedules and need-to-dos and have-to-dos. I'm still learning what it looks like for the driving force to be, I'm going to choose this thing that doesn't feel right, but I know is good for my spirit, but I'm not doing it because I think I have to, but I know I need to. The, the confusion of all that, I'm still learning that. And again and again and again and again, one of the things that I'm most blown away by is, God, you are so kind. You're so patient with me, far more patient than I am with myself. You are kind and gracious. And so if you are somebody in the ETS, if that's something that you have been practicing, I encourage you to not read chapters or listen to a podcast for the sake of having something to say in your groups. You will miss it. You, will, you could miss the gifts that are actually the working of the Spirit. And that might mean that instead of being really up to date and having a new thing to say when you're on week seven, but in your walk with Jesus, you're like, I'm still stuck on week two because that thing struck me in such a personal way. Me and Jesus, we're still talking about that. Great. Stay there and be there with Jesus. If you are not in an ETS group, 
but you are in a group of people that is talking about Jesus and you're starting to notice these like gentle pushes or whispers of the Spirit, pay attention to those. Be willing to risk leaning into that. We want our community, no matter where you are and what group you're in or not in, to be in a place of thriving and abiding with Jesus. The answer is always Jesus and moving at his pace. Nathan, if you'll come up. Before we sing doxology, we're just going to have Nathan play for like two minutes. It's okay. And something that I feel like the Lord just wants to remind us of is how much he enjoys being with you. That he delights in partnering with you in this life. That he enjoys spending time with you. That we might be surprised at how much he enjoys spending time with us and that he doesn't look at your week and said, you could have done better or you should have done this. I'm disappointed with that. But that we might be so surprised but how, how much he, that's the word, delight. How much he delights in being with you. That our formation might start from that place. So God, I, th I thank you that you are always available. That you are quick to be near. I thank you that the goal of spiritual formation is not perfection, but the goal of spiritual formation is simply being with you. What a gift for the rest of our lives it is that we get to be with you.
that when you left, you said it was for our good, that it's even better because you were sending the Spirit. What a gift it is that we have the Spirit. And I pray over this community, those listening online or on a podcast or here in person or those traveling this weekend. God, I pray that we would fall in love with being with you. That as our hearts and our spirits and our souls are transformed, that our life would be transformed and we would look more and more and more like you. You're so good and so kind. Even in the hard and the things that shouldn't be hard but are hard. You're so kind. And if we could be known if it could be evident that we are a community of people that really enjoys spending time with you in this building and outside this building. The evidence of that is that we would love the people around us so very well, like like you did everywhere you went and like you do now everywhere the Spirit moves. Help us to pay attention to your workings and your movings and your leadings and help us to pause for however long you say pause that we would just sit and rest and knowing that you are a good father and you delight in us as your children. May the mystery and the majesty of the fact that you call us your children that you delight in, may we never lose that. Nathan leads us in doxology. Praise God from whom blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Sing that again. Praise God from whom all blessings
So we bless the community of River City. Bless, we bless your weeks ahead of you with every conversation you're going to have in every room you're going to enter into, in every car you're going to drive. We pray a prayer of blessing. We pray that Jesus would lead you and be with you, that you would never be out of step from him, that you would know that he's in front of you and behind you and next to you. May you know this week that he delights in you. And may your heart continue to be pulled in the ways of the Spirit at the pace of Jesus. We are blessed by each and every single one of you. And I can't wait to worship with you guys next Sunday. Have a good week. Thank you again for joining us today. And please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.